Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, Iconic Army. Hey. All right. So we are finally getting to talk about all of the recent events that have gone on with BTS. Kayla, you had gone on your anniversary trip. Mm-hmm. I had gone to Greece previously to that. So this is just one of those instances where our schedule didn't line up very well with BTS's, BTS's schedule. schedule. <laughs> with our proof album review and yet to come we really were not anticipating the Festa dinner to have an announcement of an off season. Mm-hmm. So we really heard from a lot of you iconics asking for our thoughts and when we're going to have an episode covering it. And it just didn't play out how we would have hoped it could have. So we're really thrilled to be here today to finally share our thoughts and talk about BTS's future. Yeah, for sure. Um, on that note, welcome back. We're your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Your favorite informative fangirl podcast. All right, so like I was saying today, we're going to hang out for about an hour, talk a lot about the Festa dinner and BTS's off-season. But in addition to that, we're going to start talking about some of their solo work that's already gone on, so like Jungkook's Left and Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about J-Hope's Jack in the Box, uh, what's going on with Young, mm-hmm. BTS's bare chest, nudity, <laughs> all of that is going to be here in this episode. Yeah, for sure. But before we get into it, we want to say thanks, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, and our sound checks, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes, but any type of support is super appreciated. Yeah. Uh, It is still Pride Month, so just for a couple more days here. So please uh, consider donating to GLAAD, joining us, um, and uh, supporting the good cause. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the Festa dinner Mm -hmm. and the announcement of BTS's off-season. So the Festa dinner, it happens every year around BTS's anniversary where they sit down and have a unscripted, casual conversation with the members and with ARMY. It's always really intimate and look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they always have so much great insight and talk a lot about the future and what they, you know, they reflect on the past. So it was really fitting after Proof had come out and everything. So with the announcement of their off season, there was a huge miss translation or just people construing the ideas of what a hiatus is because the original translation in the Festa dinner translated as hiatus. But after that was said, of course, the media really misconstrued the term hiatus and went straight to disbandment. Mm -hmm. Even though during the Festa dinner, Yoongi had said, we're not disbanding. Um, But of course, the media really blew it out of proportion. I know that Whenever this happened, I was reminded of just One Direction Mm -hmm. saying that they went on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. They haven't gotten back together. Right. I don't know if they plan on ever getting back together. No way. I'm sorry if you're a directioner, but they're just yeah. I'm not a I'm not a directioner, but I just know that yeah. I think that word can be triggering maybe to some Western fans. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is they actually went in and got rid of that translation and changed 
the the captions to read that it was an off season mm-hmm. or a break, mm-hmm. which they feel is like more descriptive of what this time actually is, as as opposed to the term hiatus. And like you mentioned, that the media really took that. Like I feel like Army, like we really took that. And I mean, here I, I can speak for us personally. Like we immediately were triggered by that word because mm-hmm. we felt like they were kind of on hiatus or on break before. Um, before proof and now right after proof. And it was really worrisome initially um, about what that meant. Yeah. And we hadn't watched the entire Festa dinner yet Mm -hmm. either. Like, especially when we saw it going around, I had, when I had saw it, I had gotten on Twitter and it was just like hiatus. Yeah. And I had really no other substance than that. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it was kind of bad timing because I was literally road tripping across the country when, you left that day, yeah, like literally it was that like, morning. This was like the morning of like our second or third day. And uh-huh. we were, this was like our long stretch from like Tennessee down to Florida and found out after I'd been driving for like four hours. And yeah, that was, yeah. it was just, we couldn't like watch it together. We couldn't. So it was like a bad time for us personally. We were just, we were very confused. We and we weren't I think together. We, we weren't couldn't together. even process it together. It, <sighs> it was, was rough. It yeah. was very hard. And I feel like a lot of army were just, there was a lot of confusion going on at that time about what that meant, mostly because there was so much confusion in those translations. Yeah. I know that Maybe this wasn't the best PR move for announcing this offseason this way, but we know that BTS wanted to sit down and deliver the news to ARMY firsthand, and I would have wanted it that way instead of like a hype statement coming out. So Yeah, it's so much easier to understand and see where the members who we love so much are coming from when it's from their mouths, and you can see you see their emotions, see them say it and talk about it. And it's so much better than just getting a, hello, this is big hit music. Like, I feel very grateful that they spent the time to do it in this Festa dinner. Yeah. yeah. And that they really elaborated on their solo, their solo projects yeah. and what they plan to do and how this is going to be so healing for them and them just being so open with us. Like, I'm grateful that they are so open with us Yeah, like, not I think you were saying Jordan was telling you a lot of artists don't do that for their fans. Yeah. I mean, Jordan and I are big Kendrick Lamar fans, and he just dropped an album in May. But prior to that, his last album was five years ago. And you know what we heard from him in the meantime? Fucking nothing. Nothing. We don't get to know if he's working on anything, what he's working on. He worked on the Black Panther movie. He's like done a couple like, you know, collabs with a few people. But we don't hear from him Mm -hmm. at all what his plans are at all. And that's like... A normal experience for a lot of, you know, artists and their artist fan relationship. Um, I did remind Jordan that like our army BTS artist fan relationship is so different and unique because they have always let us in and provided us that information and, you know, kind of kept us in the loop right. more so, so than other artists. They're so genuine and sincere with the fans. Yeah. So uh, it just makes sense that it was announced in this way. And so, yeah, maybe from a PR standpoint, like the media ended up going way out of control. So Mm -hmm. what ended up happening following this was there was an official statement that was put out. Right. But we we are just trying to say we understand why BTS did this. And like we're happy that it, you know, that they were the ones to tell us. And it's clear that they wanted to tell us too. like this. They had to have thought about this. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So it's it's great that they told us this way. But just because of. Obviously, not the whole media is all of ARMY and is going to watch that whole video and get the context and the clarification. So there did have to be um, abundance of clarification from these media sources. So Namjoon put out a statement, Hybe put out a statement, and even Jungkook was on V Live. And the very first thing he said was, we're not disbanding. Um, So like Namjoon shared in his statement how he had seen articles saying that they were disbanding and he just felt bitter about it because... He felt like he was very vulnerable and it took a lot of courage for him to share his true feelings and how much he's struggling right now. Mm -hmm. And BTS were being very honest in that we're doing this right now so that way we can all be okay and we can come back together as a group. And everyone took it as they're disbanding, they're ending. And, you know, so that was very frustrating for him. And I took this moment as like, uh, you know, this is kind of a turning point, like another, like a chapter two moment, because 
it's never been like one solitary BTS member putting out a statement like of their own words like this before. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that he felt empowered to do that and spoke his mind here yet again to clarify for all of us. Yeah, me too. It really broke my heart that he said that this was the most phone calls and text messages that he's received since like their debut. Right. So not only is he desperately in need of a break, but now he's having to deal with all everyone he knows messaging him and giving him phone calls like that had to have been exhausting. And uh, I know in his, from the translations that we saw from this announcement or this uh, letter that he put out, that his tone was very stern and very forward. So he was upset and probably pretty frustrated and angry when writing this. And I don't blame him. It just breaks my heart that like, he really needs this time mm-hmm. and for it to be blown out of proportion as much as it was. He said he expected that to happen right. to some degree, but not like this. Not like this. I yeah. mean, not for Hybe's stock to take a nosedive overnight. And right. Yeah, I think he was frustrated. And also he's like, we just put it in our lyrics, in our three songs. Our song the is best yet is to yet come. to come. We yeah. are not disbanding. We are not breaking up. Like, this is just an, another chapter, another time. Right. And the solo project work is not abnormal at all in the K-pop industry. Mm-hmm. So it totally makes sense that BTS is going this route. Yeah. I know that uh, there was a lot of emotion around that initial day after the Festa dinner. And he ended up making a note, too, in in his letter saying, like, I didn't expect those media sources to actually go and watch this Festa dinner. Right. right? So it was all just misinformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since we didn't get to kind of unpack this all together and it's, you know, we wanted to share our initial reactions to this because it was a lot to move past how we initially felt as we got more information and were informed more you yeah know? so initially when I found out the news I found out like on Twitter before I had to go to work I remember kissing Corey goodbye in the morning like through tears like BTS is on a hiatus you know like okay I mean I hadn't watched the festa dinner so I really didn't have much other knowledge than that so I was just feeling sad and mm-hmm. my phone was blowing up from my sister and some of my friends who know that I love BTS are like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I'm sure you guys all can relate to that too. But I was pretty shocked that it happened. And as my day was going on, I started to feel just foolish for not trusting this kind of instinct that you and I both had, Kayla, that Mm -hmm. this was maybe coming. Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like the word denial kept coming up throughout the day. I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I've just been in such denial. I feel like I've been trying to put blindfolders on and act like this wasn't going to happen. I really thought there was going to be a world tour after proof. But uh, now that it was announced that they're like going into solo work and stuff, it just really makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I was just trying not to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, before we could get excited about their solo work we kind of had to go through a grieving process of like what we've always known bts to be because Mm -hmm. because of at that time day of all of the confusion around the translations and the term hiatus and everything that was like being said in news stories and people that don't even follow bts reaching out to us about it and having opinions on it it, (laughs) made it feel very real and made it feel very like one directiony like they are going on hiatus after doing an anthology Mm -hmm. and that was like the big cap on who they are and now they're gonna do solo work like it was it was scary in that it felt like bts really were for the lack of a better term, disbanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I had a lot of confusion confusion around that announcement because I was on the road. I didn't get to watch the the Festa dinner and I'm just seeing secondhand on Twitter and like things that I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. And it was really crappy because I had taken the first shift of driving that morning. So you found out in the morning and you had to deal with it like by yourself, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, I saw you text me, and I was driving, and I still drove like another hour before it was like time for us to switch drivers. And I knew you were driving. I know, so but it was just I wasn't crappy. holding that against you or anything. But yeah, yeah. it was just crappy. And then uh-huh. I get it, and it's like a flood of all of this information for the first time. And I, 
I just hit like rock bottom about it. Like Mm -hmm. I was sobbing in the car to Jordan and I just like really, I mean, we really were grieving because we didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, being ARMY for like over five years now and like just loving BTS who they are, like it can even so, even though we're now excited for their solo work and we know what all of that means, um, you know, still to feel sad for like, that time being over you know it's kind of it was hard to to reckon with it's everything we've known yeah from bts right and that this is you know change is never really easy Mm -hmm. so i i love that you're giving us that validation and like yeah we were sad at the time and it was okay for us to be having been felt that way it was just because it was a it was a tough day it It was was a a hard day day. so if you had a hard day too like we were there with you and um, you know, hopefully you're kind of feeling like how we are is as we learned more and as we got clarification, we started to feel so, so much better about mm-hmm. it. Um, but like you said, I mean, we were we were shocked. We felt foolish. Like We felt we, foolish. We were denying our intuition that this was coming for so, so long. And then we also like we felt totally wrong in our interpretations of proof that we had shared in the two episodes that we just recorded. And so we just wanted to share a couple like changes or additional thoughts that we have to the three new songs and we want to thank the iconics too for reassuring us that those reviews still hold up and we feel that they do there's just certain parts of it that we think man i wish we would have known at the time of recording Mm -hmm. that they were going on this break right this this off season because it would have made our interpretations a little bit more complete but we didn't know at the time and we there was nothing we could have done about that So the first one, we have a couple for yet to come. And the the main lyric is, my best moment is yet to come. And I remember, we didn't even bring it up in the episode. No. But I remember <laughs> when we were doing research, because I'm a language teacher, I was like, focused on these pronouns. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting that they're using my and the, and I, and they're not saying like we or our, like they're not saying our moment is best to come. They're saying my, my. moment. And mm-hmm. that just, it really stuck out to me. And I think it made us uncomfortable and we didn't want to address it. Yeah. And so we just kind of like talked around it and yeah. didn't address that specifically. I feel like same with the with the music video and the No More Dream Bus, like mm-hmm. them arriving on the scene and then getting back on it and driving off. We're like, oh, yeah, they're driving off to, you know, their second chapter. And I think mm-hmm. in the episode, I'm like, I don't even want to guess, like, because I know I'll be wrong. And thank God I didn't try yeah. to predict because... <laughs> off season you know solo work was not on my radar right I literally I think I said like it feels like they're coming full circle without it being an end right but (laughs) (laughs) it's like it is an end but it's like not the end you know yeah Yeah. um another one that stood out to me with yet to come was their line when they say back to one and we you know we put this a lot on like back to the root of who they are back to square one of like the core of Bangtan, you know, mm-hmm. but now it feels so multifaceted into like back to being one, one. individual and like, mm-hmm. you know, paving your way as a solo artist now and, you know, figuring out what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also knowing that Namjoon really wants to to find himself again and to mature in himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I see more focus and more meaning out of the word one. Yeah, than we like going did. back to oneself even. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Run BTS, for our interpretations of Run BTS, a big reason why I wanted a disclaimer specifically at the start of our proof episode was, Kayla, I was texting you like, I cannot shake my interpretation of Run BTS because I feel like it's so wrong. Specifically me saying, I think BTS enjoy running. Like after watching the Festa dinner, I have just felt so much guilt forever having said that because I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't know what BTS is going through how could I ever say that they enjoy it they clearly like aren't you know um are they really miserable I don't want that for them Mm -hmm. so I just I've it's been weighing on me for a long time because I don't think that's necessarily true for them you know that they enjoy running obviously I think I clung on to it so much that interpretation because of J-Hope's verse when he says get ready. There's more in the future. Go get it. Run, run. So I just felt like BTS were going to continue to run and work hard, but I just hadn't thought of them maybe continuing their hard work as individuals with breaks in between. Like Mm -hmm. that makes a lot more sense now. That makes me feel 
better knowing that they're getting the breaks and that they're getting to run at their own pace. Right. Which we had kind of talked about in the episode two of like the use of using your own two feet Mm -hmm. and like running at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Because what we noticed in the Festa video too is just the BTS members are in different places. They're all in different places. Yeah. Like Yoongi's schedule is packed full. I mean, you could, if you want to use that analogy, you could say Yoongi is sprinting right now. Yeah. I mean, he is packing his schedule and maybe that's how he's dealing with this situation where like Namjoon seated on the exact opposite side of the table at him is on the opposite end of the spectrum, totally burnt out, just wrecked, lost, doesn't know where he is. Yeah. So they're in such different places. I wanted to say that I think your interpretation of like they enjoy running for some of the members could still stand because they are in such different places. And they did say it in the song. They do give that effect in the song that like they're there for the grind too. Yeah. Yeah. I just want them to run at their own pace. I want them to run when they want to run. I do too. I just feel like it's just been weighing on me. I don't want to put that pressure on them that I have expectations of them to keep running. And I know that's not what I said. It's just been weighing on me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, how could I have said that mm-hmm. after watching the Festa dinner and seeing how exhausted some of them are? It just really made me feel guilty and uh, I just felt almost responsible for yeah. some of that. And so I just needed to get that off my chest. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the the song too, we even had talked about some of that mixed interpretation of like the lyrics because... Right after J-Hope has his verse of go get it, go get it, run, we hear Taeyong's line of if we live fast, let us die young. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, with Yoongi, Jungkook, and Namjoon all working on this song, like they really could all be in different places. So the lyrics might reflect all different, you know, where they all are in their lives, mm-hmm. whether they're running or taking a break. Yeah, I think so. J-Hope worked on this song too. Yeah, and yeah. J-Hope, yes. Yeah, and I, I so I feel like that kind of conflict that we felt in the lyrics that at the time we didn't really know what to do with i remember like asking iconic's opinions on Young's line if we live fast let us die young yeah. and like we just didn't know how to interpret it and we also like didn't want to interpret it in a negative way because mm-hmm. we're always trying to be like positive for bts and like look at the the good side of things and we don't want to like cry wolf or like worry iconics about yeah anything. we didn't want to be in the episode like if we had an inkling of like it they're gonna have a break mm-hmm. or they might go on a hiatus i wouldn't be the i wouldn't want to be the first person to say, say that before no. bts said it right, right? so yeah. yeah we always try to be pretty optimistic on the show as much as we can mm-hmm. so i think we went in with like a very optimistic outlook on run bts and its meaning of that they're going to continue to make music and work hard right I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, so let's talk about for youth. We just had a couple um notes on for youth. Now, like for youth just hits a little different. Mm-hmm. It feels even more like a lifelong promise of love and connection, knowing that they're going into this new chapter that is so different than what we've known before. It's even more of a promise of they love us forever and that they will reunite. Yeah, um, no matter what what happens no matter what yeah they love army and and they love each other and they love each other it was so obvious watching the festa dinner how much they love each other and they talked about how they really are a family they don't think of each other as friends anymore like they feel like family and when they you know they're all living alone and uh you know it it, they miss each other you know they have to see each other at least once a week or they miss each other and um, also that they're continuing to do the Run BTS variety show during this off-season time mm-hmm. just because Run BTS is such a fun thing for them to do. They don't have to prepare. They just show up and experience. Right. And uh, so I th- it, all of that points to how much they love and care about each other and are just making these changes so that they can have longevity. And so they can That's be the a group purpose, right? that performs together for a long time. Yeah, the the longevity component. Yeah. And I just, I'm really excited for them to 
go and explore themselves as individuals. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about, sorry to go back to run BTS, Mm -hmm. but in J-Hope's verse where he calls out each member, it feels so intentional now because I feel like they all get to go and do what they want to do and, you know, explore themselves and build their their skills on their own so that they can come back together. Like J-Hope was saying in the Festa dinner, that they can come back even stronger because all of them are going to really have a strong sense of self and mature and you know build their own skill sets yeah so and we're already seeing them do that like mm-hmm. on their instagrams from what they're showing us and they also had articles released on weverse about proof from each individual member and they all kind of spoke on what they're doing right now and you know so we're we're already seeing them experience this yeah um something that i'm kind of thinking about as far as that like finding yourself in that individual growth and maturation is really Namjoon because he spoke so much about it at the Festa dinner and my heart just breaks for him and like I can't get the the vision out of my mind of him looking right at the camera with tears in his eyes and like all of that sincerity of how much he's hurting and how much he like doesn't know who he is right now. Right. So he's trying to find his inspiration. Like we see his Instagram and him like traveling the world and going to all these different art exhibits. But it made me revisit how I think about the songs on the second CD of Proof um, where all of the members chose two songs. And I want to bring up the difference in where Yoongi and Namjoon both are right now again, just because we want to say like, we really do feel like all the members of BTS are in different places and are feeling different things in this experience. And any of their reactions are just normal and how humans process different things. Um, And I think they all came together and are supporting each other in these different ways. Mm -hmm. But oh, my heart just breaks for Namjoon because I thought about how he said he just doesn't feel like he knows who he is. And then the songs he chose for this proof CD are Persona, in which he asks, who Who, am I? Who am I? And for a while after he released that, like in the, you know, the years that he released that pre-pandemic, we had really felt like we saw growth and we like he knew who he was then, you know, but man. I now he's like he's totally lost and then the second song that he chose being stay like it's almost like his message to army and to bts like in this off season to stay together Mm -hmm. um and just like i i think about that lyric i i know you always stay i hope you always stay yes and then so he's like lost you know just he's doesn't know who he is and he's hoping that we stay together and then yungi on the opposite end of the spectrum he is so self-assured and knows who he is so much that his decision for the two songs that he chose was seesaw and cypher part three and he chose them because they were on opposite ends of bts's music style Mm -hmm. and he just knows who he is and who bts are so much that he was like this is the perfect to represent who we are right here Mm -hmm. and you know so i just i couldn't help but think about that difference and couldn't help about think that and reflect how important it is to give the members of BTS this time mm-hmm. um, to really have that opportunity to mature as individuals. Um, and we need to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You said that beautifully. When you told me about Namjoon, you were like, hold up, let's revisit his song selection intro persona. And I was yeah. like, no. Like, no. Especially after watching the Festa dinner. Yeah. And then, oh, God. I yeah. Just, He's such a philosophical, like, brilliant mind. And I yeah. think he's in his head so much. He's, I and, think he's a bit in his head. Mm-hmm. But he said he felt trapped in himself. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to shed it. Yeah. And he needs to get away from it. And he, he can't do that while being, you know, a group of BTS mm-hmm. at this right now. Like, he needs time to himself. And they all do. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, your whole life being identified with a group of people? Yeah. Right. Not your whole life, but a good majority of your your adolescence and your adulthood. I mean, your entire youth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they need this time yeah. to know who they are and really mature in themselves. They definitely Absolutely. do. So we just kind of want to hint on some of these like inklings that we had both really denied throughout the last two years, I would <laughs> yeah. say, about that this was coming. Because again, like when this was announced, we were just like, man, we were in such denial because... Kayla and I, we both had several breakdowns, not on the show, but like during research and just hanging out where we'd look at each other and be like, 
I think BTS is coming to an end. And then the other one would assure <laughs> that, no, you're, you're wrong. Like they're not, they're not coming to an end. You have to, to look at end. this this yeah, way and see, change yeah. your perspective. And yeah. we were just convincing each other the whole time. So the first thing was the personal Instagrams, all of the members getting their own Instagrams. That we were like, why now? Why now? <laughs> like we should have known right then. We, yeah. <laughs> we're like, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And they all got it at the same time. And then also on Spotify, all of them have their solo artist profiles, mm-hmm. which I mean was gonna happen over time, I felt like, but I feel that it was in it was intentional to have them all lined up. Right. As solo artists on Spotify so that they can kind of go from here. And then also, them constantly being on a break since like the end of last year. Yeah, you know, they uh, we were like, really a break again. And even after the release of the anthology, seeing that they're going on a break, I'm so grateful that we didn't get a hype statement because there would have been an uproar of that too. Because they yeah. had been on two breaks and then be like, what a break again? Well, the yeah. first break that was like that was after the concerts in LA. It was like the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So that like made sense. We're like, oh, they're spending the holidays with their families. But then they just like never came back after that break. They just continued to be on break. And then yeah. like the Seven Fates Chaco stuff, like what even yeah, but Was then the, that? the Grammys happened. And then, then the Grammys, yeah. yeah. So it seemed like the break kept getting, it should have happened sooner, mm-hmm. but it, they just kept getting postponed to have the launch of their solo work and everything. Right. And so I'm just really happy that with Festa, they would be like, no, it's happening. It's like, happening it's now. It's happening now. We're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Because it seemed like things would pop up that would get in the way of them being able to take this break. Exactly. And it really feels like that's been their last two years. Their because, whole two years. Yeah. yeah. It seems obvious from watching the Festa dinner that this was intended for them to have done after uh, Map of the Soul 7. It yeah. just really feels like that. Um, we feel like that because like dynamite butter permission to dance the online concerts in the soup and b all of those were unplanned and they've said those to us so many times how they were not in their plan at all they hopped on them when they could um and like we know that b was totally unplanned it was like their pandemic album yeah um and so we feel like you know they were like doing those things to pivot and to find ways to still be profitable mm-hmm. during the pandemic because they must have lost out on so much money during that they also the reiterated that in the Festa dinner, too, mm-hmm. you know, saying like our plans changed six, seven, 12 times. Right. They just had to keep adapting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like <laughs> with all of the Permission to Dance concerts, like we should have known because like right. the L.A. concerts felt like those were very planned and very intentional. But when they when they announced the Las Vegas concerts, we were like. We felt it was so random. And I remember telling you that I felt like they were doing it out of convenience because they're already there for the Grammys. Mm -hmm. But it just was a big question mark as to why. And then I I remember us watching the live stream together and Namjoon for the the day four. Yeah, he kept saying, this is seriously the last. This is the last performance. He said it like two or three times throughout the concert, like beginning and end. And every time he said it, he had like this very knowing look in his eyes. He had a knowing look. I could not get over it. It was like his eyes said what he was not allowed to say, you know? Like, I feel they wanted us to know. Like, BTS wanted to be able to share this with ARMY so it wouldn't feel like a breakup and it wouldn't feel like such a shock, you know? Mm So I, I think like he knew it. And I remember turning to you at the moment. We, we were, were standing with our army bombs yes, in front of I'm your like, TV watching the live stream. Yeah. yeah and, and I want to like me. cry and be like, what is this their last concert ever? ever? Like what is happening? And you were like, no, 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 no. Like that. He, it just means the last permission to dance. Permission like, to dance. Because we were all kind of like, all right, this permission to dance concert series. Like, out. Can we yeah. just get like a full world tour announcement, like a formal tour announcement? Right. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. you were right. And I again, it was just us. We'd go back we and didn't forth like see this. It. We didn't want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Then with the announcement of the anthology, like that was my first thought too, was like they are disbanding because like why an anthology? Why now? You know, um, thankfully they're not. They're just like planning something new and we're very on board. If it's not obvious, we're very on board with what yes. BTS are doing yes. right now. But um, when this was first announced, I like was so scared. I had this pit of my stomach, you yeah. know, that this was happening. And I was really excited about the anthology just because I loved the Beatles anthology so much. So I was blinded by just the idea of demos and stuff like that. 
but you have a really good point. I just like, feel like artists anthology? only do anthologies when they're like ending, you know, yeah. as like a big recap. So yeah. yeah, with yet to come when we were going in to do our research for our proof anthology review, I was really sad because I t- was telling you how my sister had texted me saying that yet to come sounded like army was getting let down easy mm-hmm. and she said why do i feel like bts is breaking up with me mm-hmm. and once she delivered that info to me and fed that to me i was like oh my gosh it really does sound like that it mm-hmm. really does sound like they're being like you know it's okay the best is yet to come you know and then a few days later <laughs> hiatus or not hiatus but off-season announcement right right so. i remember you like being in tears with me talking about that and i was like no, 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 like, let's watch this V Live that they just did after KBS. They look so happy. They love each other. Like, they're not You did do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we went, I went into full convincing you mode, yeah. you know? Like, we, were, we wanted to be in denial so badly. Yeah. 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 But the best thing about all of this is that, like, it's okay that we were in denial that whole time because BTS aren't disbanding and they're not breaking up. Yeah. They are exploring this off season with solo work and they we feel really confident that they are coming back together and they have said as much too we just have to believe their words you know they've they've said that multiple times they're not disbanding they you know have full intentions of coming back together they just really need their time to themselves they deserve it any every human needs that Yeah. yeah um but anyways, there's yeah. been a lot of inklings, and I'm sure you guys have felt some of them too, even with the announcement of J-Hope headlining Lollapalooza. That's his first, we're like, wow, okay, a solo artist-like <laughs> concert? What? Like, that's yeah. so random. And that was, like, we found out about that before Festa. Before Festa, yeah. yeah. Same with the matching seven tattoos. We found out that they were getting those tattoos before Festa. We both kind of questioned that, like, we're why, like why now? Mm-hmm. Why what? not after mm-hmm. seven? Why right. not? <laughs> Right. Yeah. And then let's talk about Hybe's investment into their other male groups, TXT. And for us, mainly in Hypen is what we see a lot of the parallels between. Mm-hmm. So both of these groups were put together by Bang PD, which is the same person who put together BTS, right? Mm-hmm. What's interesting about in Hypen and BTS is in Hypen is that that fourth generation, you know, brand new um, and it also has seven members. It, so yeah. automatically makes us feel parallels to the seven member, the OT7 of BTS. Um, also, what I notice about in Hypen is that the issues that BTS ran into as they grew in popularity, for example, the lack of English speakers in their group mm-hmm. um, and how that was Namjoon always having to represent them and during that interviews on and a lot of weight on his shoulders Bang PD has already avoided that with their cho- with their choice of members for this group because there's three international members. One is Japanese and one is Australian and one is American. So there's two native English speakers mm-hmm. in Enhypen. And, you know, there's other members in Enhypen that are actively learning English or are like conversational. Went to English schools. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Hybe is planning for Enhypen specifically to be an international pop group. group and they're already labeled an international group not a k-pop group yeah um by hype so it feels like to me i really don't want bts to have to be like that golden child of hype that pinnacle that big breadwinner yeah and you know like they can't forever be they can't forever be no and i feel that it is really time for that torch to be passed yeah um it's a lot of pressure on bts's shoulders to have that declaration of them being the best and you know as we know that they're the best because we love their music and that's just they're our favorite artists so they'll always be the best to us mm-hmm. but the other like the accolades and the awards and you know the recognition or whatever does not matter Mm-mm. it doesn't matter to bts they told us and yet to come so i don't want that to still be on their shoulders and so if Same. one of these other groups like if in hypen can be what hybe puts so much investment into and helps them to be able to follow down the path that bts has you know paved paved then yeah. Like, I want that for them. Yeah. I want in Hypen to be able to be incredibly successful in that way. Both or TXT. Or TXT. Are, yeah. Sorry, we're, we're kind of engine. But yeah. um, 
I want this to be able to happen so that these other two groups can have their moment and be successful and that BTS can take a step back. Like they can still be successful and make music without having to bear the weight of Hybe's success. Like, yes, they're the money generator. They are, you know, the core of Hybe, but they don't have to be. And long for, you know, the long road here, that's just not possible like that's too much pressure on them that's going to be hype just trying to exploit as much as they can from bts and i think it's it's time to really be okay with these other groups being successful it doesn't take away from bts not at all it doesn't take away from the other groups and you don't have to go from army to engine or you know you don't have to be fans of these groups we're just saying we think that this is just the natural route that hype is needing to go for Mm -hmm. the well-being of bts Mm -hmm. for the well-being of them for sure yeah so that they can like we said have that longevity as as artists that they desired yeah so i want to talk about namjoon's thoughts on butter and permission to dance that he shared in the festa dinner because our initial reactions to butter and permission to dance we feel we're very mirrored in what Namjoon shared. And so it was just nice to finally feel validated. Mm-hmm. Um, like putting ourselves in that time frame of like when they started the English discography, we were on board with Dynamite um, mm-hmm. because it was just really fun and we absolutely loved it. And with Butter, our downsides of Dynamite that there was like no rap was and that it didn't feel as much like BTS were kind of erased. Like, they were really taking a step in the right direction as far as if they're making English music with feeling genuinely BTS with butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it had rap, it had very classic BTS and K-pop visuals, and it really sold us. Yeah. Permission to Dance, like we've said, grew on us. It really grew on us. But initially we had a very adverse reaction to it mm-hmm. because we just felt like it was so inauthentic to the BTS that we've always known. Um, and so it was really validating to get Namjoon's true thoughts on on these two songs um, and to see how he felt about them. Yeah, yeah. He had mentioned that he felt that BTS was within his grasp with On and even with Dynamite. And I really feel like he felt like that with Dynamite because of B. But um, he felt that the group had changed with Butter and Permission to Dance. So it really just made me think of the all the armies, including us, who kind of felt that a little bit of that shift, especially mm-hmm. with Permission to Dance. We knew that there was a goal to get a Grammy. That was really, I think, the motive behind the English singles. English singles was mm-hmm. to create easy listening pop music that's in English. So it's radio, it's gonna get radio play. And Yugi said that too, you know, he said yeah. that we were really chasing that goal. We were really wanting to get that Grammy in. And he said it was exhausting. Yeah, he said it was exhausting and but he also said we can't blame ourselves for that. You know, no. that was what we chose to do and we can't feel guilty that that's the route that we took. Yeah. And Namjoon said he felt it was kind of unfair for some of the reaction that they got for these songs right. because I, I don't think it was all in their control. I really yeah. don't. I feel that they had to adapt and change to what was going on with the pandemic. And so I think they got deterred from their usual music that they write. Mm-hmm. And so with Namjoon saying he felt like he had the group in his grasp with On and Dynamite, but then felt like he lost that with Butter and Permission to Dance, it it seemed validating to hear because, yes, Permission to Dance grew on me, mm-hmm. but initially we really struggled like with the episode trying you know to trying be, to put a positive spin put on a positive it. spin mm-hmm. on it because we just weren't huge fans of the song especially like initially we were just like what yeah is this i think <laughs> yeah. it's just interesting that namjoon mentions those two songs specifically and yeah. that's where we started to falter with feeling like bts were genuine in the music that they were making and it's a big reason why we've always loved their music because we can feel its authenticity yeah. and with those songs not having them worked on them at all they just did not feel like them. Yeah. But I do want to uh, say. We love Dynamite and Butter so much. We, we love Dynamite and, and Butter. Really, Permission to Dance has really grown on us. And we love the the English trilogy for what it is. We yeah. really do. But I just hate that that's what it did to Namjoon. Yeah. I also want to say that obviously that effect is not how it affected all of the BTS members. Exactly. And for them to make the choice to make English music at all, they all had to have come to a consensus on it. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like, even if it wasn't their preference, it wasn't like, 
they were doing it against their will mm-hmm. um and so like we're still supportive of that time and like jungkook just made left and right with charlie puth and mm-hmm. that it, he's singing all in english so like it's clear that not all of the members had this reaction but i just feel like namjoon always he's the main always singer, had, the songwriter right the always main songwriter had, for the group and he had to be that member for years and years in every single interview when you guys make english music oh we're never going to make english music we're a korean band we make korean music yeah he really had a stance on it yeah and he had to like eat crow and do the exact opposite here so i can see how that would like weigh on him personally yeah so i hate that that affected him and i think that's a little bit of why he feels so lost right now yeah totally yeah absolutely we also feel that this you know all of this conversation that happened at the festa dinner really confirmed our suspicions about that that being yoongi's permission to dance (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) it was just the part there were so many parallels there's so many parallels between Um, that that and permission to dance okay so something also just about the festa dinner is it really broke my heart to see them cry i think i that was true for all of army but I particularly felt this sense of guilt while watching. And during the iconic hangout, there were other iconic armies who also felt a sense of guilt. Mm-hmm. And after watching the Festa dinner, I really started to question my role as a fan and what I could have maybe been doing better during this time. Because I recall countless times where I have said, BTS is the best. No one mm-hmm. can top them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this comeback is going to be their absolute best because, you know, BTS doesn't do anything less Everything than that. Everything they do is better they than the They always last. exceed yeah. our expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I really hadn't thought about just how much pressure that was putting on them. So much pressure. You know, and I know I'm just an individual, but like, I just would hate that, you know, I couldn't have been the only one who... No, I mean, you're... you're- you're definitely not thousands of armies in the echo chamber saying yeah, that. But like yeah. the people in their lives who they yeah. talk to and their management team, you know, I clearly they're saying the same things to them. The people who interview them are saying this to them and it's just so much pressure. Um, so I know that like, what I really thought of was when we were playing taboo that one mm-hmm. time, Kayla, mm-hmm. and we were on the same team and we were playing with our husbands and they were on, you know, their own <laughs> team too. And so right. I was trying to get Kayla to guess a, a word. And all I had to say was, what BTS are? And I said, gods. And I said, one step <laughs> one step lower. And I said, kings. Kings. And the word was kings. Because yeah. that's just like how we've seen BTS. Right. Like, I mean, we have them on, we have put them on such a pedestal that my first inclination to what BTS are is gods. gods. <laughs> and I mean, Jordan and Corey would not let us hear the end of it, but like both of us were like on board with that yeah. one, you know, but I mean, it, it's just an example of how like much we are involved with them and how that those incredibly high expectations that we have for them because we have put them on such a mm-hmm. pedestal. I mean, there are idols. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that I've been, I mean, idolizing them in that way, but also just being too demanding and having such high expectations as a fan. Being on ARMY Twitter, I would just go and comment and like all the other armies who were like oh i think that we're gonna have a get a, a bts comeback or oh taehyung's working on a mixtape you know we're probably gonna get that this month and just having kind of all these speculations that also are like creating these really high expectations and also come off as demanding yeah and so as a fan i just want to make sure that i'm putting bts first i'm supporting them in what they want to do and when they want to do it and just kind of taking a back seat and letting it happen as is without putting any additional pressure in any yeah. way. Yeah. And yeah. just praising and supporting them and what they do. And yeah. I think that's a good reminder for all of us. And all of us need to remember to take a back seat once in a while and take a step back and really think about the what we're expecting of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that... We support them as, as artists mm-hmm. and, you know, we have to trust in you know, what they're going to do and when they're going to do it yeah. and not expect anything from them. Right. We've always said that we'll be lifelong fans of them. And mm-hmm. so we really look forward to this time for them. Mm-hmm. We hope that we can, that they can use this time to have the self-growth and maturation as individuals, because for the past nine years, they've not been able to grow as individuals only as a group. And so we hope that they can really find that individual um, self 
here in this moment and then come back together even stronger. Absolutely. And their solo work is going to be amazing. Amazing. We are so excited for their future endeavors with whatever else they want to dabble in outside of music, you know, or within music. We're also excited and looking forward to them coming back together as a group. We believe their words at the Festa dinner and really trust in Jim and there at the end saying that we just have to take their words as is mm-hmm. and try not to make any other meaning out of it. Yeah. So they say they're going to do solo work and they have full intention to come back as a group. Yeah. So that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. That's the, the truth. Yes. So let's go ahead and talk about just a little bit about some of the solo work that has happened already. Mm -hmm. We have gotten announcements about J-Hope's Jack in the Box. We found out that he was going to be the first one to come out with his solo album. So we just have to let you all know that previously we said we weren't going to go to Lollapalooza. But we absolutely are going to Lollapalooza. (laughs) Like the, The day that the Festa Dinner came out. We bought tickets. Yeah. We're like, we got to go <laughs> we support. We have to support him. We have to support. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so we will be there and we are so looking forward to it. We have our hotel booked. It's like, I can't believe it's happening at the end of next month. I, I've i never been to Lollapalooza, never really wanted to go to Lollapalooza, but nonetheless, BTS makes you do crazy things. Yeah. So oh, I'm gosh. excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Bethany found us the perfect hotel and we're going yeah. with her and her sister Britt, who we saw BTS for the very first time with Britt. That's true. Yeah, in Fort Worth. Yeah, so, she's J-Hope biased. Yeah. Oh so. my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we're going to Lala and we cannot wait for J-Hope's freaking album, Jack in the Box. Yeah. So the pre-release track, which is going to be like the hit track, we're hoping a music video with it uh, is going to come out on July 1st. So just a couple of days. Maybe you're listening to this and it's already come out. Probably. Um, <laughs> then the full track's are going to be released at 1 p.m. Korean Standard Time on Friday, July 15th. This is where it gets a little confusing because these tracks are available on, you know, any streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, just for download. Mm -hmm. But if you want to buy a physical quote-unquote album you won't get a physical cd but on the 29th you can get physical purchases of photo cards and then like a qr code that gives you a special access to like the album on a weverse app yeah 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 so kind of confusing there that's that's pretty new but from our understanding we're going to be able to stream and listen on streaming services on the 15th. On the 15th. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So soon. I couldn't so believe soon. like the pre-release track was July 1st. I'm like, holy crap, Kayla, that's like a week away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look, we just got BTS comeback and now we get BTS member comeback. Right? Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yes. So in the Weverse article for J-Hope's like proof Weverse article, he talked a little bit about um, his upcoming solo work and he had mentioned that this is going to be an extremely raw, dark side of himself, which is so different from mm-hmm. Hope World. Mm-hmm. But we're really intrigued to, to see this dark side. And from what we've gotten so far from Jack in the Box, we've already we're seeing that dark concept come through. So when we initially heard the title, Jack in the Box, we were thinking like Jack of all trades. We thought about like the actual toy. Kayla, your mm-hmm. initial thought was the food chain. The food chain. <laughs> I went there. I went there too. I think a lot of people did. Um, but the Jack in the Box toy, I feel like in itself has a lot of symbolism. Oh, yeah. um, we thought about just like it being a form of trapped entertainment, like mm-hmm. the from the concept photos and from the teaser that we've seen so far. He's really the jester. And it's like he's in this box where you have to pull a crank. Yeah. Uh, that plays usually to the sound of music, like a music box mm-hmm. and then pops out. Right. So we just feel that there's a lot to unpack there mm-hmm. you know we're we don't have much to go off of right now but we're really thinking oh this is like the darker side of being an entertainer right. and a k-pop idol yeah that's really what it feels like i mean everything that we've seen so far has pointed us in that direction mm-hmm. um even with the jack-in-the-box announcement video we <laughs> we laughed at ourselves because it's like 25 seconds long and we didn't expect to get that much out of it but we actually got so much out so of it. so much out of it <laughs> <laughs> so like talking about the visuals of it it's like the first colors you see are teal and magenta which are very 90s colors i mean it throws us all back to a 90s taco bell yes very bright and you know so it kind of puts us in that era which is very like like 
in fashion right now or in like popularity is like the 90s kind of culture nostalgia nostalgia for sure um so the the announcement video starts with this j being like pulled in different directions which i feel like is uh, you know symbolic of j-hope himself being pulled in different directions and then it's kind of cranked back and launched forward exploding into the title jack in the box which symbolizes j-hope himself being launched into this solo work and popping out at us like an actual jack, jack in, in the, the box. box yeah um and again it's reminiscent of that musical mechanism uh-huh. you know he's like that musician the music element of the jack in the box itself yeah and for the logo for jack in the box the j is highlighted in the video and transitions into the j of jack in the box so we really feel like the j of j-hope is the jack right yeah and then also, the J stylization of Jack in the Box, if you look at it, um, the the kind of hook part of the J at the bottom, it looks like a shoe yeah. or like a jester shoe or a clown nose, mm-hmm. maybe even a horn. Yeah. It it's kind of free to interpret, you know, interpretation there, but I think it's meant to kind of be all of it. Mm-hmm. And then the O in box has a teardrop in the middle of it which also makes us think of his weavers article talking about being this more raw raw, darker theme Mm -hmm. and then also in one of the concept photos you can see j-hope sitting on the ground and he's holding a finger right below his eye as if it's like a teardrop right there yeah like he's given us all the clues here Uh uh-huh yeah and what's also really neat about just like this logo and with the visuals there are tons of optical illusions with different stylization of those black and white boxes we see checkerboards diagonal stripes polka dots Mm -hmm. you name it so i also feel like it's playing into this I kept thinking like carny, mm-hmm. optical illusion, Fun magician, house. clown. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. carnival-y. Yes. Very, very much so. And then like we see the Jack in the Box logo like spiraling down, you know, like this tunnel of all of these colors and lines and illusions. And it like goes into a cube and then a bunch of different shapes kind of surround it like hearts and flowers and whatever but it starts and ends with a flame surrounding it and when it ends with the flame you hear the sound of a flame being ignited too and i really like this this touch because that flame beginning is so symbolic of like a fresh beginning uh mm-hmm. you know like something being lit i think fire i think on i think burn I, you yes. know i'm i'm ready to like get lit i'm ready to uh just light up and you know it, it gives the idea of like just life and excitement and just getting ready yeah um so it that stuck out to me as like okay this flame element here mm-hmm. um anyways yeah, i, I think the, the, igniting yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but i i also drew attention to the music that they used in um this announcement video we don't think at all that this is like a sample of any of the songs from the actual album but we do think maybe the music used is like a clue to the style of music that we can expect yeah so it feels a little funky which is very j-hope with like some nice live piano and drums and there's like a heavy bass drum beat that's like with the kick pedal you can really hear that you can kick pedal. really hear the kick pedal yeah mm-hmm. But so like that kick puddle makes us think of like house music or even like a dance break, like a, a break dancing beat, um, like very classic hip hop. Yeah. Um, and you, Bethany, you said it's very short. It feels like a sample, like a sample beat that, you know, just anyone could take and use anywhere. Yeah, like it's a free sample. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, we uh, we're very excited just from this one 25 second video really? and all the concept. All the concept. Photos. Oh, my like, God. He's been posting them to Instagram. I know. He looks fucking hot. I was struggling all day today because they dropped today. In addition to like Young being at that like fashion show, the Celine fashion show, I was like, I am suffering as a V Hope stan right now. But (laughs) J Hope, I severely underestimated the power of dark concept J Hope. Mm -hmm. I guess I just have never envisioned it really. Um, But he looks. (sighs) So I mean, he just looks so hot. I he can't, looks so I, hot. I mean, I know I see the that black all clothes, the time. The like the brownish black, like smudgy eyes. Yeah, very grunge. Mm-hmm. So Super grunge. grungy. Very grungy. Very nineties grunge. Yeah. Yeah, and even like creepy. Like creepy. he's a little bit creepy in these too. Like I love the and energy he's giving off. And yeah. deranged. In the there's one that he's like standing. 
uh, in the hallway and his jester's hat is kind of like pointed down so it looks like rabbit ears and it's just the silhouette like he's backlit yeah looks so creepy very horror movie like mm-hmm. dark themes you know very dark themes yeah, yeah. his head's kind of cocked to the side menacingly like, I know the yeah. one where he's looking through like the window of the door and his mouth is just gaping yeah like he's just saying like blah like Bleh. yeah, yeah. like just absolutely he's not really saying anything right but yeah. he looks kind of like i mean still it's it's unsettling it is unsettling so it makes me really excited for what he's worked on because like it just looks like it's gonna be fucking phenomenal yeah and it's starkly different from hope world so different and yeah. i'm excited for him to be able to express this side of himself too because I feel like he's always had this like persona of hope. He took on that name J-Hope when they started and he's always wanted to put that out. And that's what he did in his first mixtape of Hope World, mm-hmm. providing that Hope World to his listeners. Um, but he shouldn't be trapped in that box of only being able to show that hopeful, happy side of himself. Yeah. Everybody experiences a wide range of emotions and he should yeah. be able to express that that darker. So I'm excited that that's like the concept that he took this this album with absolutely yeah me too i am really looking forward to it oh gosh that'll for sure be our next episode already <laughs> like yeah bts is on an off season but we've had like six episodes in a row yeah probably <laughs> in the next year we're gonna do seven <laughs> album reviews for all exactly. the members right lots to look forward to yeah so let's talk about left and right let's do it so left and right was released with charlie puth featuring jungkook of bts it was released on june 24th and the hook of the song is extremely catchy and we got a little bit of this in the teaser that they had put out they were putting it was either TikTok teasers or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just saw it all over so every social media platform. So, <laughs> um, but where you could see Jungkook where he says, "I can feel you over here," and he's like on one side of the mic, and then he jumps and hops over to the other side, which is so cute, little bunny. Um, but we got a lot of, of teasers with it. But we ended up having the release, and what I really love about this song is when you're listening to it in the car or when you're listening to it with earbuds, they have it so that the audio is split into stereo and like you've got the two different audio channels Mm -hmm. going in so that you can actually hear it on your left and then right side of your car i feel like he had to do that with the song right like makes so much perfect Perfect. yeah yeah um the music video though is really so much more enjoyable than i expected it to be it's so fresh and silly like i i don't know what i i didn't really have any expectations for the music video Mm -hmm. um but it ended up being really cute and goofy like just seeing all their silly different like facial expressions that they did with each other jungkook of course is just adorable but also so so handsome Mm -hmm. in the video um i also noted just like this is their second collaboration together right that they've worked together so they just work well together i think they have a good friendship and relationship with one another and also with the song, their voices blend so perfectly. Oh, and yeah. it seems like they both have a very similar pop style. Yeah, it seems like their styles are very similar. So it works well together that they're collabing once mm-hmm. again. Um, I love Jungkook in the song so much. Like I could listen to the song exclusively for Jungkook. I think Charlie Puth does an amazing job too. But like mm-hmm. his vocals, Jungkook's vocals are so amazing. Like I'm so in love with him when I listen to it. He's such a heartthrob, and like I agree with you, he was very cute and handsome in the yeah, music video. It's so silly. Yeah, it's so, so silly. silly. I just love seeing the personality. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I love this song so much. I've played it on repeat. Um. And I find it to be super, super lighthearted and upbeat and a really easy listen. And when I listen to it with headphones in, because of the stereo effect, I get chills from it. Do you? Uh Yes. And uh, like I got chills all the way down my arms and my legs when I was doing it. And it's funny because Charlie Puth in a TikTok, he was like, you guys need to listen to this with headphones in. Mm -hmm. Like just out of your phone or in your car will not do it. You got to try it with Mm -hmm. headphones. It's going to tickle your brain. And I like was like, yeah, whatever. But then like I actually got chills from it. And I was like, okay, Charlie, you know what you're talking about. You feel inside the song with it. Yeah, Yeah. I loved it. I I, I still love the song. I'm going to continue to to listen to it. It's a mood booster. Super Mm -hmm. easy to listen to in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to point out that this is like Jungkook's first solo work since the off season beginning 
And the chorus to me, like when we think about it that way, gives us a sweet like second meaning. I know he didn't write it, but just hearing him sing memories follow me left and right. I can feel you over here. I can feel you over here because it just feels like he's always singing to army. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like he's thinking about us and singing to us, even if it's not his song. Yeah. 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 It made it so easy for him to get behind the song for sure. For sure. Those lyrics are really suit his feelings for he's like those resonate with me so yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, love it love everything about it so for Young, in terms of what he's going to be doing we heard that he's going to be doing an in the soup with the wooga squad oh my god it's gonna be so cute yeah so it's uh called in the soup friendship trip and it's supposed to be released sometime in july we're just not exactly sure when but I think it's so endearing that the Wooga Squad is still so close after yes. all this time. Like, <laughs> it feels like it's been so long. It's been so long since Harang. Yeah. Um, but it's so sweet, and I actually am really looking forward to it. I think I'm going to watch it with Brittany because we watched all of Harang together. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. That's yeah. cute. It's so perfect for Young. But in terms of group activities, since BTS are still simultaneously doing bts activities as well we know that they're going to be doing run bts but there's also word on the street that the world expo for 2030 south korea has basically put in a bid to hold the world expo in Mm -hmm. 2030 and that they're going to have bts hold a concert as part of the bid to have it be hosted in busan Mm -hmm. so hitman bang he put out a statement saying Given the importance of its bid as a nation to host the World Expo 2030 in Busan, BTS and HYBE will do our best to successfully bring the World Expo to Busan. This will be a great opportunity to contribute to further development of K-culture as well as its local pop cultures in Busan. So the date of this concert hasn't been released yet, but it's just interesting to see that BTS might already be doing another concert um, and that they're using BTS kind of like as leverage mm-hmm. to contribute to their bid to have the World Expo held yeah. in Korea. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, smart to do. And I think like, I mean, I'm just trusting BTS now. And I think that they would not have agreed to do it if they didn't actually want to do it. Yeah. And it, what a cool opportunity for them to potentially help South Korea host this event like the world expo is what used to be called the world fair um Mm -hmm. so this has been going on for hundreds of years so very cool for bts to potentially have a part in uh south korea hosting it yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, one more thing before we wrap it up i just have to say that taeyang in paris in those black leather pants i know is imprinted on my mind for the rest of my life explicit and when i close my (laughs) eyes it's all i see it's all i see it's all i can think about i see the picture and you're like Please hold me back from zooming in. And I'm oh like, you don't even need to you zoom in. You don't even need to zoom in. But it's, I mean, you can see everything. I just, I will never, I mean, the, the thighs too. I just will never, ever be yeah. over it. Me either. Yeah. Me yeah. either. Well, uh, Iconics, thank you so much for being patient with us on the amount of time it took to release this episode. We know that you understand that we were traveling and we already had episodes ready to go for you. So we got this out for you as fast as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we hope that, you know, you can understand our thoughts on the BTS Festa dinner in the off season. And if you have any additional thoughts or if you're needing support or if you still have questions about all of this, then please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, Standing BTS podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can DM us and or tweet at us or whatever comment on a post and we would love to uh talk with you about it absolutely um yeah but we love you so much we do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on patreon especially the vip iconics eileen michelle deja meg rachel robin emily madison and holly if you enjoyed this episode please let us know uh again on instagram or twitter or write us a review wherever you listen it means so so much to us um and uh, of course links for all of those things are in the description Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.